0: Hello travelers, welcome to the Mwende Wino podcast. Mwende Wino translates to go well in several Zambian languages and I also just found out that it also translates in um, Kenya. So I'm really excited about that and is used to bestow travel mercies on people who are embarking on a journey. The Mwende Wino podcast aims to inspire you to explore your city, country, continent and beyond. In each episode, I speak to people who embody what traveling well means to them. I am your host, and my name is Mazuba Kapambwe. So today's episode is all about traveling to a country through wine, and my guest is Mukami Mwarania. Is that how you say your last name? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And she's from Kenya. Mukami is a wine expert at the Karen Kent Country Club. She is a winemaker and viticulturalist at Sakeri Estate. Hi, Mukami. Welcome to the Mwendoino Podcast.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited. This is my first, how do I say, like phone
0: podcast yay we're excited to have you um on the podcast um so i was just saying before we started recording and i guess i'll say this here that i found you um because i was looking up black owned wine companies because in the wake of the black lives matter movement there's been a lot of um I guess, pivoting or support um, in terms of, like, the media um, in spotlighting businesses that are owned by um, people of color. Um, And I saw your name on that list, and I reached out to you because I thought it would be very interesting to speak to someone that is operating in Africa because it's very different than operating on the continent, and also because I'm just trying to add to my collection of wine. So... (laughs) for it. <laughs> So let's start at the beginning. Um, when did you develop a love for wine and how did that lead you to exploring, you know, your love of wine after high school?
1: Um, I think I realized I love wine in second year in I went to the University of Melbourne and I took a wine tasting course because I was like surely this is not something you can do seriously like (laughs) to add points to your degree it can't be (laughs) but I was like you know what I'm here let me at least spend part of my credits doing something I probably will never do again in my life so we went to like a rural campus that was in the middle of a lot of vineyards, and it was my first encounter with wine and viticulture and farming and I realized this is the best way to explore the outdoors and wine is great
0: yes i agree um, <laughs>
1: yeah i don't think i particularly cared for it after high school it's very much moving to australia and being exposed to it mm-hmm. that piqued my curiosity and got me saying right this is something i want to do with my life
0: mm-hmm And then, um, so you were there for three years, you mentioned, and then you returned to Nairobi, Kenya. So then, I mean, like you're saying, it's one thing to like take a class that you may never have the opportunity to take before. Um, And then, you know, you you took the class and you fell in love with wine. But then it's also another thing for you to take the extra step and be like, okay, when I go home, I actually want to explore this and go into the wine industry. So then what happened after you got back home to Kenya and how did you then decide that you were going to you know you know start producing wine
1: so funny story it was it was a joke hey <laughs> it was such a joke
0: uh-huh
1: my parents have a farm Saikari is like a place mm-hmm. maybe I want to say two hour drive from Nairobi CBD mm-hmm. it's like really hilly and like dry it's I I can imagine in Zambia you have a part of the country that's super like like Really dry, arid. Mm-hmm. Not much agriculture going on there. Mm-hmm. So my parents just started like cultivating land out there, and I was like, "Right, this square uh, over here." And I walked around it. Is mine? Mm-hmm. They're like, "Ah, fine, whatever." So we got vines from somewhere near Mount Kenya because when the Italian missionaries came in, like the early nineties, I want to say. Mm-hmm. They brought vines because you know wine is, is in the Catholic religion, it's in the church. Mm-hmm. So I got some vines grafted from a really tiny vineyard out there and planted them. And I watched them grow for a year and I was like, they're actually doing this. I want to do this. I want to make my own wine. Mm-hmm. And I got so excited by the thought of, I can
0: make my own wine that will taste amazing mm-hmm. and
1: really be... Something I have done that I want to share with people that I I stuck to it.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, that is really how it started. That's, I mean, that's such a powerful statement, you know, story because it's like you. You know, you were doing trial and error in the beginning. You're like, let me just see, yeah. you know, where this can go. And then, but then there was the actual conscious, you know, step of you going out around Mount Kenya and then, you know, grafting the the, the vine and then going back to Uh Sicari and then planting it there. So I mean, at that point, you're obviously like, you know what, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> that is, I, 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 I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. I got a
1: lot of support doing it, but I think I. I was more ambitious. I was definitely more ambitious than as compared to what I, where I am now. Mm-hmm. Because fresh out of uni, you really think you can go to the moon and come back in 30 minutes. Yes. So I was like, really nothing stop me. And I didn't like overthink it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. If you have an idea, just go for it. The thoughts will come later. Mm-hmm. Because right now, if I was to start thinking of a vineyard, I do not think I'd ever start. Cause mm-hmm. they're like this is this can go wrong, that can go wrong, this won't happen.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely relate to what you're saying with like having the energy and like really wanting to yeah. do things when you come out of school. Um, so I know you just spoke, I mean, briefly about, I guess, one of the challenges that, that, that you faced. Um, what are some of the other challenges that you faced um, becoming, like, a winemaker? Did you, you know, after planting, did you do, like, more research into the wine industry in Kenya and, like, when it comes to, like, who owns what?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't... I did, this, this, <laughs> what it go left really quickly <laughs> mm-hmm. uh let me just think about what used to go wrong but like technical knowledge mm-hmm. i didn't have any i didn't research I took planting vines like like maize or mm-hmm. like mint I mm-hmm. just put it in ground and hoped for the best mm-hmm. um so it really it took two years for everyone to understand how you what will happen up in what you expect yeah um so yeah definitely technical knowledge second was water because where the farm is is super dry and it's super remote mm-hmm. that when we do pump water solar like yeah, when, when you get water t- for the from the solar pump a big priority is like other fruit and vegetables so Like
0: negotiating
1: my little vineyard versus the rest of the farm was a bit tricky but now less so which is great Mm -hmm. and third is just confidence because like we just said it's great to have a fantastic idea and to start but to watch the implications and see how it's going can really you might not I didn't feel too good because I wasn't confident in what I was doing Mm -hmm. but a part of me was like just continue hey it'll be fine as we go along. So just uh, what is it
0: imposter syndrome is what it's called. Yes. Like you see what people are
1: doing like that really and threamy. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah. um and, and like in terms of like um some of the you know, like when you were I mean, obviously, you're planting this wine because you eventually wanted to, like, take it from the stage of, like, it being, you know, um, on yeah. the farm to being in a bottle. So, like, what were your plans in terms of, like, um, you know, having it in a bottle? And was this, like, white wine or was this red wine? Um, I mean, could you kind of, like, educate us on, I guess, like, what exactly a viticulture is versus a winemaker? Okay. Um, so, I'll ask,
1: I'll ask the questions in
0: two Mm words so i get what you're asking is what my dream is yes so i still very much want to make a dry Mm rosé in the middle of the countryside
1: that will just really express to the world that great wine can come from anywhere if you're committed to it Mm -hmm. and in extension just show people you can really do anything you want where you are Mm -hmm. like you can't really wait for everything you think is needed because you might have it but but if you don't understand the process or challenge yourself to see how committed you are to doing something, you
0: never know how it can go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the second question is viticulturist versus winemaker. Viticulturist, yeah. I
1: would like in summary, is you plant the vines. Okay. You are on the field, you were, you know, pruning, you were checking for disease, you were really just in the vineyard. A winemaker is you, you have the, the fruits. And you're somewhere making wine you're fermenting it you're storing it you're testing acidity i use the word somewhere because there's a i was actually reading on Quartz on friday
0: mm-hmm. these
1: people making wine in test tubes which i think is really
0: cool so wow. instead of
1: using grapes they're just taking the elements that make wine taste like what it does mm-hmm. and synthesizing it in a lab so wine doesn't necessarily have to come from a winery Or well, you know like
0: yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I do like you it's know, nice. I, I do like like having it at a winery because then you know you're supporting like a lot more people, I think, and it just feels more organic to me at least. And I mean, everybody loves a trip to like you know a vineyard, so yeah. <laughs> um, so can you tell us like a little bit more about you know whether Kenya is a you know like what in Kenya like what are people what kinds of like wine are people interested in and is kenya like a big market for wine consumption relative to i guess a few other african countries because so i know for zambia we don't have a zambian wine and i think maybe it's because like our i guess our um the country maybe is not suited for growing grape, I mean, you know, for, for growing wine or something. Um, not sure why, but we don't. But I know South Africa is like a very huge market. That's the one that most of us know about in, in terms of like, you know, wine production. And then we have Ethiopia for, you know, their local honey wine, the Tej. Um, so we don't really hear that much about um, Kenya when it comes to wine, um, wine production. So like, what are people in Kenya drinking in terms of wine?
1: Okay. Um, it's still very young. Well, in the yeah, three, four years I've been back home, I've definitely seen the wine industry and the wine market grow. Mm-hmm. Maybe perhaps with like media or curiosity or more wines available in the shop. But still, I'd say just like sweet wine because it it takes a lot to go from like a sweet house wine to. A Bionier and when we're at the Bionier level, mm-hmm. we're maybe trying Chardonnay butteriness, but the majority is still sweet wine. Um, there is Kenyan wine actually, but it's not drunk that much. It's okay. called Lelechua. Okay. And there's one called Bali Wines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bali Wines that people don't like. As you said, sorry, um, South Africa is still very, like, the market, like, they run the wine industry here pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. So you're more likely to find people drinking South African wine than Kenyan wine just because you're more akin to buy what is popular
0: mm-hmm. than what is
1: like sort of still new, especially around wine.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does make I mean because I see the same, like even in Zambia, like um yeah, like our market is definitely dominated by South African wine. So even when we do have like um I guess like wine festivals, you know, pre-corona times wine festivals when you go there most of the people that are exhibiting are south african wine actually i guess you can say all of them are south african owned wine because we don't have a zambian owned um you know wine brand as of yet so yeah so it's very hard for you to like think like okay what is local and it's also very hard for you to, for us to think like oh it can actually be done in zambia you know
1: I'm question um so in Canada there's also a very big like South American and Italian wine is really not super popular mm-hmm. but it's known.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that
1: the same in Zambia?
0: Um possibly. Um I haven't been like living back in Zambia for like a few years, so things might have changed. Mm. Um but like what I know that most people consume South African wine also because most of the retail outlets that are owned in Zambia are South African owned. Oh, okay. So it comes down to, like, from the basic level of, like, when you go into the store, the store is owned by South Africans, so they're producing okay. their product and they're selling their product. So I'm sure it's very hard for, <laughs> unless you're, like, a connoisseur, unless you've traveled and you're, you, like, you kind of know your wine, because, again, that's also, like, a thing, and I want to talk about that, too, uh-huh. is, like, wine education, because a lot of us don't really know, you know. Like, I mean, for myself, I know that I love, like, I'm a white wine girl, you know uh-huh. and i love like a sweet wine i don't necessarily love a dry wine but then that comes with like experimentation right that comes with like you yeah. you know tasting and like some of us don't even know like can you teach us like what's the best way to like you know drink wine Do we have to swirl it like five times you know like what are we supposed to do <laughs> um <laughs> that's
1: funny the public wants
0: to know uh-huh.
1: <laughs> the public wants to know <laughs> Right um, Curiosity really You know
0: mm-hmm.
1: Honestly I have been known to buy wine Because of the packaging
0: No that I do that too if it, <laughs>
1: Yeah If it looks funky I'm like I want to drink this
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, But really it's just Yeah tr- Going out of the way to just try weird And wonderful things mm-hmm. That's all I can say There's no shortcut around it Yeah, And
0: like swelling and chilling and all of that. Mm -hmm. More often than not, every single bottle that you will buy or see at the back where like the alcohol percentages, Mm -hmm. there's serving suggestions and I would recommend that people read that because
1: I could say chill the wine and then it's not supposed to be chilled for X amount of time or this temperature, then it goes bad. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna ruin anyone's wine experience. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Great. Um, And I just like just before we um, move on to your job as a wine expert, I want to just go back and talk about like, for those that are curious, because I'm curious, like, so when you have a wine yard, like, what's the stage like so from like planting to like harvesting, like how long does that actually take? And, like, you know, do you get to, like, stomp grapes, for instance, like we get to see in the movies? And, like, how does it feel to, like, taste, I guess, the fruits of your labor? Um,
1: I um, I want to say 30 years from stomping grapes <laughs> with my feet. Because what they don't tell you is how much land they have to produce that, that many grapes. That's the secret they'll never tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the one time I got actual fruits, like... Because a big pest, quote unquote, I have is wildlife. So, okay. like porcupines, or a small buck, or elands. Occasionally, a giraffe will come by, and birds.
0: Wow, so giraffes are cute, pests. but I mean, they're, they're they can be pests, but they are cute. They're very
1: cute. <laughs> I, I like I like giraffes quite a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. I live next to Giraffe Manor, which is nice. Oh my gosh, I need um, to come visit you.
0: I like giraffes are my favorite <laughs> animal. yes I'm coming to visit you <laughs> sorted <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's cute um, so at giraffe the giraffe park makes that adjacent to the man all of the gir- giraffes have names mm-hmm. and they're so cute they're like Sally and Bill
0: and David it's the best no but we're digressing, we're digressing. yes yes let's go ahead <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah
1: when I first got to eat a bunch of my own grapes I think I cried because I was like I really can't believe that this is real
0: that is such... It's...
1: I don't know. Farmers... Farmers gas them, like, really get emotional after they
0: plant and eat something. Mm-hmm. It's not even what it tastes like. It's just realizing that this happened because of your efforts. mm mm-hmm. So, at the moment, I'm just happy that with all the stress and bad planning, they, they didn't... My vines haven't died. mm mm-hmm.
1: And... I hope this year... I actually want to start by making jam.
0: Okay. Because like the, leak, the liquor licensing process I'm
1: really not at that level of my life yet okay. that's something else I didn't think about when I came back from uni uh-huh. and I
0: I think there's a lot you can do with like wine grapes aside from drinking it mm-hmm.
1: so that's also another like being in the industry and just seeing how much goes to waste or what the byproducts are I also want to sort of get into that wine space where I like this is a great yes, but it's you don't necessarily have to drink it. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I went to Landsberg with wine new stayed in South Africa with my mom, mm-hmm. and then we got conditioner and shampoo made from Sauvignon Blanc. Wow! And it was so interesting. It was so nice and smelled amazing. And I was like, "This is innovation if i ever did see it."
0: That is wow! Like that is amazing. I've never heard of like you know, conditioner made by wine. So I'm very excited to see your future, um, you know, you, what what comes out of um, your business. So um, can you tell us about your job as a wine expert at the Karen Country Club? Like, what do you do? And also, how has corona um, affected your job?
1: Um, so I'm really fortunate. Shout out Karen Country Club for... And I got an opportunity to do their wine content during quarantine, mm-hmm. so I've been doing little reviews of the wine list with the intention of, as you said, educating the public mm-hmm. and also expressing my passion for wine in a way that is interesting, is fun, and is engaging. So, I like I recommend food to them, uh, not to them, to the people. Like, if you're gonna have this wine, try it with this food. Or if you like, what I like to do is I get people to sort of explain to me, what do you like to eat? Do you like sweet? Do you like sour? Do you like this? Do you like that? Then from that, I sort of map out according to what wines they have, Mm -hmm. what I think you would enjoy. And I'm very like low-key adamant that if you try something, please let me know if you liked it. Mm -hmm. So I can better your experience on that of someone else the next time. Great. So, yeah, just, like, creating content and making, boosting the wine consumption and, like, engagement.
0: Mm-hmm. And um and I know, like, yes. some of the videos are online, right, on YouTube? Yes. Okay, great. Um, so, I mean, I wanted to talk about, and you brought this up, like, prior to when we started recording, you were talking about, like, the future of the Kenyan wine industry and, like, you know, the impact of corona in terms of, like, people's habits at home so people are still people are still drinking yeah. wine and i mean in the states pr- pretty much they did um a, they've been doing surveys like during this you know corona period and um actually this washington dc which is like the well it's not a state but where i live the, the district of Columbia has the highest alcohol have, has had the highest consumption of alcohol during this whole time than any other u.s state or district well, and that is i mean congratulations i mean i don't even know if we should be congratulating ourselves or like i'm not trying to investigate like (laughs) is this because people are stressed because this is the capital so everybody you know all these congress people are they the ones that are drinking the wine because they have to make all these hard decisions um but it definitely shows that like you know what like it definitely shows i guess our habits you know like you would think that because people are indoors like they're not going out to like restaurants which is where like a lot of people do drink because a lot of people are social drinkers yeah but now it's like showing like maybe a change of habits so like in kenya in particular like yeah. what are some of the things that you have noticed in terms of like you know pe- like i guess innovation and creativity during this period
1: okay well i will say for my country corona didn't stop the party <laughs> like i don't really
0: think they closed outside but carobians okay, still enjoyed themselves uh-huh um, it's just recently where they've really restricted alcohol sales and I can
1: definitely see a decrease in it. Mm-hmm. But at the start, they're like, "It's okay. We'll social distance in our houses. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so there's a big, how do I say this? Now that the shops or the restaurants or whatever can't have a lot of people coming in, they're doing delivery packages. Like you can get a deal, a cheese board, crackers, cake, whatever, what have you paired with wine sent to your house Mm
0: -hmm. and it's really, it's exciting because
1: it's a whole new way to dine and you know socialize with your friends but at the same time I wonder, I'm like if I go out and I would like to have cheese board with my mates, it's purely because it's an outdoor experience with my friends Mm -hmm. so would I really want to take a a massive delivery as often as I would go out for a meal Mm -hmm. you know, at my
0: house yeah so like you said wine is very social you go most time you go out to for drinks just
1: to be around people to catch a vibe to listen to music and there's only so much you can do that inside your house
0: yeah i mean people are having like zoom parties you know where like i know here like you can there's some companies that you can partner with that like they will like you'll pick a menu together as friends and then if you want you can even order the same thing and then they deliver it like to your house like you tell them what time your party is and then they deliver the food and the wine and the drinks or whatever like at the same time to everybody's house so that like when you're eating it's like it's, it's happening at the same time which i think is so cool like my dad did one of those dinners with his friends and it was, so cool. it, was so fun. it was so cool to watch because they're all like eating the same thing and then like it all arrives at the same <laughs> time. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would take a lot of coordination in Africa because, you know, like even with this delivery stuff, like I was telling you before we started recording, like about food delivery companies in Zambia and how like we're seeing a lot more people, you know, um, do that. But the thing is, like, like even where I live in Lusaka, like the road I live doesn't have a name a street mm-hmm. name so like when you're trying to tell the delivery guy like how do you describe so I, I literally have to be on like even when I'm, i remember trying to order pizza i'd have to like i'll tell the the person who's like taking my order can i talk to the driver no. <laughs> because i need to be like no, okay. when you go to the school turn left whatever because like there's just no road name so like even when you're trying to like you know or you have to send a location oh, on whatsapp or something you know so and then they get lost like or whatever the
1: corners, you're not lost.
0: exactly <laughs> but i think that's super interesting um i wanted to you know go back to kenyan wine you mentioned like a few brands earlier but in your opinion like what makes yep. what makes kenyan wine unique is it the flavors is it like the fact that it's grown like in this you know beautiful mount kenya region um yeah what makes kenyan wine unique and why should everybody try it
1: so the <laughs> the wines from mon kenya a super like it's just for the church and i actually don't know if
0: they keep ma- if they still make it mm-hmm. it was really tiny because it, it, like the it was next to
1: yeah like a church and it was such a small plantation but it's interesting when i went to see just how old these vines are mm-hmm. but the other two lalashua and um rift valley or valley wine I want to show what it is they're grown just at, yeah, at the bottom of, bottom of rift valley next to the lakeside and I think what makes them exciting is you no, know, it's like it's a product that's very associated with South Africa or like Europe that's mm-hmm. made in East Africa. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely try a wine just say, for example, from Zambia mm-hmm. just because it's from Zambia. Mm-hmm. It's probably not as complex as I guess what we'd get imported. Mm-hmm. But what stands out to me, and I what I think everyone should be willing to try. Something different because this is the future of wine. There's going to be new countries making wine, like Namibia has vineyards, um, yeah, Central Africa has a couple, West Africa has a couple. So, just getting people to open their mind and their palate to say, okay, yes, we know what some of the best wines in the world come from these countries, but how about we change the definition of what good wine is and try everything that's available? Because mm-hmm. you might think you like a Burgundy, for example, but maybe some Ethiopian wine just hits the spot a little bit better, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Mm -hmm. But the
1: definition of good wine in Ethiopia and that in in France is so different and none is better than the other, I don't think.
0: And you're allowed to like more than one thing. So just try it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So I'm definitely going to be looking up those Kenyan brands that you've mentioned so I can add to my... (sighs) slowly growing wine collection um <laughs> do it yeah so where can people follow you on social media for those that are interested in like following your journey um, as a winemaker
1: it is at vine plus wine
0: awesome on the gram hmm i don't have Twitter. <laughs> Okay. Just going to it okay, cool. So we'll follow you on Vine Plus Wine. So you can follow the Mwende We know Podcast on Twitter. We're at Mwende We know, which is M W E N on Instagram at Mwende We know Podcast. And you can listen to this episode and all our other episodes on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Music, Player FM, and Anchor. Make sure you subscribe, download, share with your friends, and please give us a five Star rating on itunes as well as review now mukami um in zambia when someone is traveling somewhere we wish them a safe journey so on your next travels i would like to wish you well and say to you mwende wino oh that's i think
1: that's the translation in
0: kenya asante sana
1: (laughs) yes (laughs)